I brought a present for you. Really? Mm-hmm. Conjunctivitis. Hey, <laughs> a, wow. A, a pirate eye patch. Check it out. Put it on. <laughs> Should I put it on the twitching eye yeah. or the untwitching eye? No, no, eye? the twitching. That's the point. <laughs> now we're talking. This segment of DOD TV is brought to you by Leopold, American to the core. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. This is episode number 237. We're powered by DeerCast. You're Tim Chelsvik. You're Matt Drury. And I am a big boy. <laughs> of yourself. Well, for deer you. hunting. <laughs> Dude, I, I re-listened to that. And it just made me giggle so much. And if people don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about episode number 236, where you start to deep tease your bigness. I still can't. Your impending bigness. Yeah, I still can't talk about it. It's, a, it's maybe next week's podcast. It's a super tease, man. This is like yeah. a three-week process. That's right. I hope it pays off. It's going to be huge. <laughs> oh, hold on. Where is it? Huge. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm good. this is week three. We still don't have a guest. That's partially because we just keep having newsworthy items to talk about. We do. We've got two kills to talk about. That's right. One of a big boys. Me. And one of another big boys. Scott. Scott. You know, I, I should. I, we should have planned a little bit better. We didn't know. Obviously, we didn't know the kill was going to happen. It happened last night. We're filming this on a Tuesday. Um, we should have... Mr. Scott on to Well, talk I talked about, about him with him last night, but he's going on vacation tomorrow, going back home through the holiday break, and he's got a lot of work. He's got a lot of he's, he's now has to create his own journal. <laughs> so, yeah, imagine that. <laughs> it sucks because he also, when he does mine, now he's got to do his own. He's like, I he just never, made more work for yeah, myself. Basically, <laughs> when we were gonna, oh. when we were deciding to go hunt yesterday, it's like, uh, do I really want to do this? It sounds like a lot of work, but I'm like, but we got a good chance. Yeah, so, it could happen, and it did. So let's. So before we get into our kill updates, which is All a right. lot of fun, yeah, I should also mention one of our fans, Matthew Grice. He listens MDG Outdoors. Yep, they just killed a 200 incher did in he? Michigan. That's awesome, in Michigan. He sent me a picture like a teaser picture i can't quite tell it looks like a medusa kind of buck this thing looks like it has four main beams i'm sure he filmed it too right because yep. doesn't he, mm -hmm. he films and all that stuff yep. he's got a youtube channel i think yep and mdg outdoors good. and so um little shout out there for you buddy yeah congratulations and they use deercast to get on that deer well there you go of course <laughs> so that's it, awesome it's man. cool they've been chasing this deer for a few years now yeah and i think the guy that shot it's only 20 years old so it's it's really cool you and i were talking about these giant tracker stories in deer cast and how one of the really cool factors is that they're just regular guys killing these giant deer yeah and it gives people hope that that like sometimes sometimes guys are chasing these deer for years sometimes they just appear and they don't know like hey my life is going to change today yeah which is kind of why we all go out does your life change though I haven't ever killed a big deer to know. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I guess the jury's still out. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> you know, I, I will say the buck that I killed with my buddy Chance down at Devil's Backbone Outfitters that that went one sixty. That was my biggest buck to date. And for me, as as a freelance outdoor writer guy, yeah, it did open a lot of doors because it it's all of a sudden like you have a little credibility. Yeah, sure. Uh, and so and, and maybe it's not always the best kind of attention that you want because then they're also people that are 
like making claims about you that aren't true and like, oh, that's a high fence kill or whatever. But uh, but for the most part, it, a 200, I don't know what that would do. I don't either. <laughs> and uh, I know that I always wanted to kill a gross Boone, yeah. you know, Boone and Crockett deer. When I did that, basically, I mean, everybody's happy for you. I picked up like 5,000 followers. Jeez. I, I'm not even lying. Like, it was amazing what big deer, you know, I'm like, oh, this is what it must be. Like, <laughs> not had that feeling since. But it's, it's, it's more of a pat on your own back, honestly. Sure. And, you know, people are happy for you, but that fades quickly. You, right. you, yeah. You know what I mean? It really doesn't mean anything. It's, it's, In the scheme of things, it doesn't mean anything unless you're like, Lee Lakoski, Mark Dury, you know, these guys that are sure. stand pot, you know, the guys that do it on a regular basis. And I'm sure there's a billion other people that, you know, do it on a regular basis. You never heard of mm -hmm. the, the, they are credibly big buck killers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because they have, like, I got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. They have a system that year after year, these guys are crushing right. out big kills and, and we are very egocentric animals. Like we care mostly about what happens to us. And so I've never noticed that with anybody, that I've <laughs> ever. especially in the hunting industry, <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard, but it is a good, it is a good, I think, exercise in growing up and maturing yeah. to learn how to be happy for other people. No doubt. Especially when you're having a bad season. That's good. That really puts a test on you. Yes. Because it is tough to be happy for anybody <laughs> because you're just crabby. Especially the six-year-old that goes out and kills a <laughs> buck bigger than you've ever seen. It's like, <laughs> that, that hurts. It's gun season. <laughs> uh, yeah, anything can happen. Hey, but well, I was a benefit of that, so it's <laughs> gun season. Right, yeah, right. So, so let's, let's welcome our newest Rack Pack members. And again, one of these people is fictitious. All right, you need yes. to start. I already see it. You need to start mixing it in there Do a you? little. All right, so Dustin Smith, Kevin Van Dieven, Jeremiah Stevie, Stevie, Noah Tomasetti, <laughs> Jacob That's Nicholas, cool. Lucas Hale, Ripplin, <laughs> Jinkrump. Did I say it right? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, it's not like I made up the name. Yeah. Ripplin, Jink, Jinkrump. Jinkrump. <laughs> All right. Who knows what in God's name that is on Urban, <laughs> Urban Dictionary? <laughs> uh, don't look it up. That's what I would recommend. Uh, All right, yeah. we got a little fan feedback to get to. Yeah, Justin Hunt um, over on DeerCast said he watched the 20-year deer drought episode. Oh, this guy. And he said, only made it a few minutes in. So awkward. I replied to him and I asked him if it was, I, first of all, I said, that actually beats our average watch time <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> of our audience. And uh, I wanted to know what his favorite part was. <laughs> and still crickets, right? Yeah, I don't think he replied. Mm. I mean, to our defense, that show is pretty emblematic of every show we do. It really was. So... It shouldn't have come as a surprise. Are awkward because that's how they all are. Exactly. Or is he saying all of our shows are awkward? Maybe. Just uh, either needs, way. He needs to elaborate. Justin, please elaborate. <sighs> if you're going to give us feedback, make it comprehensive. You know, I, I we talked about this Team Tim versus Team Matt yeah, deal. Yeah. I don't like I don't like the way it's trending because uh -oh. I'm starting to get trolled. Oh, crap. First of all, Chance, he got on there. <laughs> We're talking about this 20-year drought podcast episode. Yeah, yeah. It was about his wife. And all I said was, 
doesn't her husband outfit? Just ask the question. I just which anyone to else know. would ask the question. Yep. <laughs> I had no backstory to it and no idea. Well, now he said he's Tim, Team Tim. No, he said he's Team Allen. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so so he we're, both, you too. we're both thrown under the bus. <laughs> okay. Like, well, that's not so bad. Alan's raising the roof over there. Well, then I got a guy on uh, DeerCast that's giving me hell because I shot my deer with a gun. With so, a quote-unquote gun. <laughs> <laughs> what could that mean? <laughs> and then he elaborated. He I, is very Team Tim. I, I have this mental image of you in a blind with one of those little pop guns they have at Cabela's. Yeah. The deer comes out and you go... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work. No. No. Ugh. Yeah, that just, I mean. I also cry too much. <laughs> really? That's what he elaborates. I to. will say. So hopefully this makes you feel a little better. Does this guy My, know you? <laughs> I No, I, well, I, I, I don't know if he does or not. All right. I don't know him. Um, the majority of people, when they sign up for the Rack Pack over on Facebook, they find you the most attractive between the two of us. Well, they're only humans. So, and they're dudes. Oh. So, to, to, <laughs> now take you that always for give what me you will. several girl names to read on the uh, welcome crew. So, Cal- not today. Did you see the one from Callie Cal- and Melissa? Yeah. He seemed butthurt because <laughs> we call, called him he a girl. Cre- he created his Facebook account j- sheerly out of uh, just to, to give you a hard time. Yeah. So, like his own account. He created the Callie and Melissa oh. Facebook account just because he knows how you hate joint accounts. I, I like what's happening here in the Rack Pack. A lot of strife. Yeah. A lot of unnecessary strife. Just like strife. our daily studio <laughs> life here. A lot of strife. We're short, we're short on it. We need more. That's right. So keep it up, guys. We appreciate it. So if it. you want to know what the Rack Pack is, just go to Facebook and type in, search in Drury Outdoors Rack Pack. Or no, 100% Wild Rack Pack. We don't need any more people, I think. We've okay. got enough contention. Right. And you might get strife. mentioned on the podcast. Yeah, you might. All right. Just like Rippling Jink Rump. <laughs> so. Moving along. Let's talk about deer kills. All right. All right. So. As I mentioned, I had been belly aching a little bit about the lack of success this season. Mm-hmm. I think that was also this guy that was giving me crap on DeerCast. It, he must be sick of hearing it. <laughs> and so, because uh, Tim Tim doesn't cry about, I think that was in quotes, he doesn't cry about his season. Just gets it I done can't. with a saddle on public land. Uh, I've screwed up my target buck two times now, so. Yeah. Yeah, I've talked about it. Well, hey, listen, you're still trying to get done with a bow. I think his his rub was that I switched you from bow and, and I cheated and put a gun in my hands legally during the Missouri firearm season, in which I've done every year since I was a child. But whatever. <laughs> I mean, in my mind, that's the smart thing to do. Like if you're trying to kill a deer, like let's be real you can't gun hunt on most of your properties otherwise maybe you would. <laughs> yeah, ninety percent of my properties it's it's archery only. Well, anyways. I digress. So the firearm season opened. I put a gun in my hand and I was looking forward to it. And I'm proud of it because I needed some, a good proud hunter. That's right. I needed some good luck. So, uh, we, you know, we haven't been seeing much on the new lease, as I had mentioned on the podcast and the really after Aaron killed that, that Bucky killed, uh, opening weekend, I mean, we haven't seen any pictures, very little, I should say. And so um, out of nowhere, last week, we started getting daylight pictures of a really nice 10-pointer that we knew of from 
the original lease we've always hunted and I still sure. have it. I got two leases. And um, he, he, we had them in the summer when we were, we were th- that spot is in a county you can feed supplement. So we were feeding analogic supplement gold mm-hmm. and he was a hog, you know, got tons of great pictures. As soon as I stopped feeding, you know, in August, d- he disappeared. Yeah. Well, uh, this, the river bottoms, like there's tons of food. I mean, like it's good ground. It's, so much corn beans like you just you know all the duck clubs are down there there's like standing food everywhere so a lot of times it's it's when there's not a flood year which we didn't have this year it's not a regular to really not have a whole lot of deer on this piece of property it's kind of up in the hills it's you know it it it, even on it there's plenty of crops so once all the farmers start cutting their you know harvesting their crops all of a sudden a lot of times we might pick up a deer or two and it always kind of coincides with the rut so we have a ton of does and so it usually works out well for us that during the rut it's a pretty good farm to hunt and so in november this deer started to show up and then last week you know during that desperately seeking phase here in the midwest where they're looking for the next available doe like yeah. he, he's already had his first doe he's done with her he's looking for a second doe and he was walking and several other mature bucks on this piece were walking daylight and i mean you know when you get a chance like that and we it was totally based on the reconic cell cameras because i hadn't been focused on that piece really at all alan and, and scott had hunted it a few times but i had not hunted it once this yeah. year and uh so he showed back up and i thought all right we got a short window let's go in there so we got up and hunted i'm trying to think wednesday we you know got up at 2 30 drove up there because it's about an hour and 20 minutes away from my house probably same for scott so we drove up there hunted all morning i couldn't hunt that evening i had family obligations so we hunted till about three o'clock and um because the day before the spot we were hunting in our south timber he showed up on the camera which is basically right under our stand Mm -hmm. a, a big scrape he showed up there two o'clock and him and another you know mature buck that scott was hunting and it's like all right this spot in general is really good we hadn't hunted it yet let's tip in there and we saw a bunch of deer just not anything mature so we get out couldn't hunt that night uh i couldn't hunt at all the next day i had to take the kids to school and then we had i had um to take lola to gymnastics cameron had cub scouts just family stuff so alan and scott went in to hunt that thursday and i said hey if he shows up you know they were hunting the the staging plot that we went in this summer and the rtp drill and sure you know did, made the food plot and put in biologic radishes and scott got overheated that day and was throwing up and i mean it was like a real hot so you know it's gonna be good yeah so anyways um they go in super early i'm like hey any any deer is fair game but if that deer it's the best deer we got to hunt across both properties all i ask is if he shows up everything's got to be perfect to kill that deer but if he shows up kill the deer and um so at about they get in like one o'clock ready to go super early and about two o'clock that's when we got i'm trying to think here if my time i think my timing's off that's when we got the pictures of that deer at two o'clock on that on that south timber spot so something like that approval yeah okay so anyways um i you know scott's getting the pictures because it's all on the reconic cell cam app so he's getting them i'm getting them we're talking back and forth i'm like man it's the south timber's hot there was a doe in there first pictures were a doe then it was this eight pointer and then it was this mainframe 10 (laughs) 
you know, it's like, holy. And he's like, it's hot, hot, you know? And, and, uh, you know, I think the general thought was like, well, shoot, we're there on the other side of the farm, but realistically it's not that far away. A few hundred yards. Yeah. And I was like, you never know. Well, (laughs) that was two o'clock at five o'clock you know, he showed up in front of him briefly, like he popped out dog in a doe yeah. into the food plot. And then he popped back into the timber, you know, 50 yards probably. And, and it was all like this. They didn't even have a chance to get him on camera, sure. you know, and, and it's just one of those things in and out real super quick. And uh, so we didn't get any footage and, and they didn't get a chance to kill him. And uh, so the next day couldn't hunt that morning, took the kids to school that evening. I'm like, all right, let's go back in there and i was thinking let's go back to that staging plot where they were sitting but we look at deer cast and it's the first south after a bunch of norths which mark always talks about he always likes for good movement and with it's just that spot's not that's not a good spot for southeast wind which is what we were supposed to have that night yeah we need northerlies on that side of the farm. And so we, you know, we go over to on X maps and we're pouring over the, the, you know, the, the property and we're looking at our stands and we're looking at our blinds and we're like, all right, where could we hunt? Where's he been You're trying to figure out a game plan. And I, I was very negative about our chances because this, we were stuck hunting the South end of the farm, which we just aren't set up great far. And frankly, we've never had great luck because the way the terrain goes, our thermals kind of suck down into this yeah. bottom and it just, we always end up getting winded or the deer are spooky. It just doesn't usually work out for us. Well, I don't know how long ago it was. It was pretty early in the season. I, I had Scott went in there and I had to move the blind off of the food plot. It's only, it's not even a quarter acre. It's probably a tenth of an acre. Mm-hmm. It's very tiny. This little, it's biologic, non-typical clover, frosted it in February. And we, I, I said, you know what? Why don't we move the blind back off of the food? Cause we had it ready for bow season. Let's move yeah. it back off of it and just let it sit. So it's probably 80 yards off the food plot. But my thinking is maybe with the right wind, we'll be able to cheat, you know, Mm -hmm. that the thermals at the end of the afternoon dragging our scent down in there. Yeah. So we're sitting there. I mean, like I said, we didn't even, we didn't film much. We didn't, I was just, nothing was supposed to happen. Nothing was supposed to happen. And, and it's just, I think it was more of indicative of how our season had been going up to that point. And it was just, yeah, I think this is a good, it was a good lesson for me to learn as, all right it's easy to finally you know, let that creep in your mindset and start being negative. Mm-hmm. And it can just change on a dime, which is what I said in the deer cast journal entry is like, it could happen at any time. And so we're sitting there and, uh, honestly, and I'm not lying. I wasn't going to go, but it was the last like good deer cast day yeah. for a couple of days. We had a big warm up over the weekend. I'm like, man, this is our last chance. Mm-hmm. I, dreading getting up at two 30 in the morning for the next week, you know, trying to capitalize and let's just go. You never know. Let's just yeah. go. So we picked a spot, we go in and you know, I don't know, probably around three 30 or so, uh, spike moves down on the very far. We got another food plot, you know, maybe two, 300 yards away mm-hmm. on that South end popped out. And then, uh, maybe around four couple, a doe, a couple of fawns pop out on our food plot and, you know, we had scent crushed our gear and we, we always practice, even during gun season, we always practice pretty, um, a pretty good regimen for scent control. Yeah. So we had, you know, our stuff's 
scent crushed. Of course, we had just washed our clothes, so it's activated. You know, the scent lock sides activated the carbon and all that stuff. And um, those pop out. They don't really mind paying attention. We're in one of those muddy soft sides. So it's one of those deals where when you're not in it, everything's zipped up. But when you're in it and you zip you got to kind of be careful what all you zip down because it's just a big black hole sure. in that area and they're not used to it necessarily. So we didn't have a lot of the windows open. We just kind of have the front window like half open and then our side windows kind of, you know, quarter open so you could see left and right. Mm -hmm. And that was about it. Well, they pop out paying not really much attention to us. And then Scott, I think Scott's filming the does. And all of a sudden I say, I see a buck. I throw up my Leopold's. I'm like, there's our boy. And Sweet. it was, it was him. And I think, you know, he, he said later, he's like, I wonder what boy is it? My boy, his boy, whose boy? So anyways, deer pops out, he's dogging a doe and <clears throat> you know, we turn the cameras on, we get on him, and he's about to dog the doe back into the timber. And I was like, all right, now or never. <laughs> Cause I was thinking about their hunt the day before right yeah he barely he showed thing. up yeah it was like seconds he was there and even like aaron bennett's hunt from the other lease you know which is over in deer cast that deer squiggles popped out dog to doe he ran her back in luckily she popped back out mm -hmm. and he followed her and then he got a bite to eat gave aaron a chance to shoot him but you never know like the deer could the Very doe could run back in and kept running yeah you know so he, he stopped, I stopped him, which he didn't need. I didn't need, I was trying to get his head to turn our way. He didn't turn. And I had that six, eight Western put it on him. It's probably 80 yard shot roughly. Uh -huh. And dude, crazy. What happened after that? We ended up kind of cutting some of that out because it was pretty graphic. Yeah. Uh, but basically I shoot him and he was maybe five steps from a, a fence, you know, a barbed wire fence or whatever, because we have cattle on this property. Sure. So the other side is where the cattle always are on. And he run right into the the fence. His rack got stuck in it. It's crazy. And then he died within seconds, you know, with his head and his rack kind of in the barbed wire. Yeah. And it was crazy. I mean, everybody sent it to, they were like, holy <laughs> shit. I've never seen that. Even Mark's yeah. like, whoa, I've never, ever seen that. And, uh, and it sparked a lot of kind of internal conversation. Like, how do we, how do we show this to kind of the masses? Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta step back and say, okay, all of our friends who hunt a lot thought it was awesome, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that don't hunt a lot or any, any female I showed it to was like, Ooh, you know, like you got to think, you got to think through the masses seeing it. And so we cut, we just cut to a shot of the blind, you know, the cut away back to the blind, which all those shots were running live anyway. So sure. cut away from the deer action, back to the blind action, and then cut yeah. to back to the deer real quick and no harm, no foul, but it was pretty crazy. I, I couldn't believe it. Like it, it, it was it was a little tough to, to watch cause like it's struggling. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also you're, you, you know, like in my mind, I'm thinking he's not going anywhere. Like, yeah. He's going to die right there. Yeah. And he does get out, but he like, he falls down. He's yeah. just done. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Crazy. I, I'm curious when you, like when you threw up your loopholes and you saw him for the first time, like when I see a deer that I know I'm going to shoot, like I get this, like, in my chest, like, I don't know if it's the adrenaline that dumps, but like, I just feel like it's almost like your stomach dropping. Like there's just this immediate biochemical reaction. I, I don't usually get that for me. It's usually uh, more of a mindset of, we got to get to work, like yeah. get the cameras on, get the, it's more of, 
I, uh, Pete Shepley used to always say this for Pete's tips, you know, in archery, give yourself something to do, think about just so you don't get buck fever. Sure. And honestly, I've, I've all, you know, I've thought about that a lot, but that's the reality of it. We got so many cameras to turn on and so many other things to do and make sure everything's ready and prepared and you only got seconds. So usually that does not happen to me, but, but maybe if I had a long time where I had to watch the deer, it just, everything happens so fast. Mm -hmm. Never had a chance to, even in my reaction, I'm just like, oh, yeah. I still like, can't believe that. Dumbfounded. Like, and and it, sometimes those are the best works. scenarios, it seems like, when you don't have time to obsess yeah. and freak out over what's happening. Yeah. It's just like you just go into You're not getting in your process. own head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyways, Sweet. it was it was all good. I mean, it, that was probably 4.15, four, I think. I mean, it was early. Yeah. So, we, you know, we did the recovery, did some pictures and daylight this isn't supposed to happen this is friday night so you know we were feeling pretty good about ourselves (laughs) we ended up going and we took him to a processor and uh you know field dressed him Uh took all the pictures all that stuff took him to the processor and then um we maybe stopped at a watering hole and had a cocktail i would say that was apropos after we had went to casey's and got a piece of casey's pizza (laughs) (laughs) that's celebrate our celebration tradition yeah you have to yeah so it was fun it was fun more than anything it brought fun back into scott and i's life (laughs) yes it it just totally changes your outlook yeah and and honestly that kind of started happening when we went up to deer camp at dad's Mm, sure like just kind of being around other people and you know it's not kind of a solo no and it it the uh, it wasn't as much of a job at that yeah. point as a, an enjoyment it was more of what hunting should be about and i think that kind of changed our general season honestly i felt like that kind of changed our season it's kind of funny how just your your attitude impacts sometimes your success mm. like when you stop taking yourself so seriously stop feeling like it's a mission like that, yeah. that has to be accomplished and you start to enjoy the process and the journey yeah then uh Sometimes things happen. It's easier to say that once you've killed something. On the backside. I mean, you know, we've been hunting since, you know, late September in Missouri and really haven't had many. I haven't had one opportunity with a bow. I mean, I look, I'd love to kill something with a bow, but I haven't Would even you? had a mature buck in range. And that's the reality. Past, you know, a four-year-old uh, at 40, 35, 40 yards, but... Mm-hmm. Did I really pass him? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Did we have a chance to kill him? You know, so it's just been a tough season, but it's it's turned around. And then fast forward, so you know, it took the weekend off. Obviously, Saturday, Sunday, looking at the weather, it's like, hey, Monday, we're gonna have another good chance here, and we still got a couple good, you know, mature bucks yeah. on the property. So we had to go back up and film some stuff to kind of complete the story anyways. Cause we mm-hmm. just did such a crappy job yeah, right. on Friday. Was supposed to so happen. we were, went up, you know, and we were getting everything filmed and all that stuff. And we were running super late. And, uh, so we hightailed it up. We had a good win for that North, uh, side of the farm, mm-hmm. the staging plot, we call it. And, and we sit there. It's probably, I think, I think it's maybe about, 4 30 or so i get reconnex cell camera you know pings and it's a camera that's maybe 300 yards or so to our east and it's not it's in the field generally speaking it's kind of in the field that the beam field that we're in and uh it's six does like which are more than i mean we're not hunting huge properties and that's a lot of deer on our property and Mm -hmm. like well crap there's all the does i go there's a good chance we aren't going to see much here tonight we had 
reason why we're sitting there, we had cell camera pictures of this deer he's chasing. We call Scar, Scar. going into bed at 9 a.m. on the food plot on two different cameras. He walked past two different cameras, great pictures, mm-hmm. him walking into the timber. And it's like, dude, if he, you know, the Mark Drury call your shot, like he should come back out of the, it's so late. I don't think he continued to walk around. I think he's going to bed. Yeah. He's going to get up and he's, we got a good chance of him popping out right here. I felt like it was going to be right at dark, but who knew, you know, I don't, I didn't know. I just thought we had a good chance of seeing him. So I know sooner say, man, Maybe we won't see much tonight. Scott says, well, you never know. You know, we hadn't seen anything. Those does popped out over there. And then all of a sudden we saw the deer you shot. Yeah. And I look up <laughs> and I'm like, buck, 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 buck. <laughs> like it's him. Get your gun, get Here the cameras go. on. You know, we're, and I'm not lying. I, it wasn't seconds after Scott had said that, that deer yeah. popped out and he's on a mission, popped out exactly. And we got a picture of him coming out of the timber right where he came in and he was on the exact same path that he went into the timber that morning incredible and walking no cares in the world not another deer in the food plot and he wasn't Uh. he wasn't grazing in the food plot like he was on a mission to probably go over to check for them would be my assumption and uh scott he stops scott and he looked our way got on with the camera and shot him you know high shoulder he ran and he was shooting the 350 legend uh he ran maybe 20 yards and piled up nice. right there by the camera Jeez. it's I, I, you, <laughs> you would have had to have been in that blind with scott <laughs> like dude, that just dude, dude, dude. <laughs> it's just crazy how our season has turned around and that yeah power of positive thinking you know and it uh-huh. just it just is turned around for us and so it's a huge relief and we have a big weight of, off of our shoulder because now not that you're in cruise control but now looking ahead and you it's crazy you never sit and rest on your laurels it's right. like all right what's yeah. next which is probably a horrible way to look at things but it's like and what we do it's like all right we got an illinois you know a second season tag and a, and a muzz tag sure uh with one weapon so it's a muzzleloader only basically is what I'm using. And then we both have our bow tags left in Missouri and we have a ton of food over on Marthasville on that, on that other lease. Yeah. So I'm very hopeful that things turn around for us there and, mm-hmm. and looking ahead, I'm just basically looking at the moon and saying, all right, if we get any snow on the ground or any cool temperatures, like cold, cold temperatures around a good, the next good moon phase, mm-hmm. we better be over there because yeah. anything can happen. Yeah. So it's nice. I mean, you got the benefit of time yeah. actually now. You have the, pretty much the rest of the season. Yeah. So I know we both cheated. We we used a gun. Jeez. Scott's was in bow range, by the way. His was probably 40 So he yards. could have grabbed a bow. We just didn't have it. <sighs> Losers. So these are illegitimate kills. <laughs> Very much. Let's just, let's Sorry. Just call it what it is. MB over in uh, Deercast. I'm not going to The deer are illegitimate. The kills are illegitimate. My life is illegitimate, man. That but was no, the next step. Yeah, we're so excited. We were so pumped. Yeah, you ought to be. I mean, you guys have worked your butts off. The biggest part of the story is it's on the food plot that you know we put a ton of work into. Mm-hmm. Scott's done a ton of work. That's where he got overheated. You know, that's it's it's a buck that he had shot last year and grazed over and just kind of nicked to the top of his back. That's why I call him Scar. Mm-hmm. And it was the biggest body deer. I'm not so sure. I, I'm pretty sure he's six and a half because last year I thought he was five and a half, but he may be older. He yeah. was the biggest body deer. I'm not lying when I say I, I would not have been a stretch for this 
deer to weigh 250 pounds. I've never in my entire life ever, ever seen a deer this big. We walked up on it and we both were like, what did we do? Oh my goodness. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's short tined, but he's really wide. I mean, he's close to probably 18 and a half, 19 inches wide, Mm -hmm. and he's got good mass all the way through. And what dwarfed him in the pictures, his body was so big. We underestimated his headgear because his body was so big. His head, I'm telling you, like the neck on him, you would, it, it, it's bigger than, it's probably about the size of my waist. Like it's, it's that, it was humongous. Like I can't understate how big this deer was. Overstate. Either way, I state it. <laughs> He's a big boy. He's a big boy for himself. Does big boy things. He gets killed in the big boy plot. He's dead. Scar is no more. Anyway, so I was thrilled for Scott. Well, it, it's it's so awesome. Yeah, and it's cool to to close that story because yeah, Scott was broken up about that shot last year that yeah. just gave him a haircut and wanted to kind of seal the deal and finish yeah. that that story with that deer and i can't think of a better well way. and scott works his butt off i mean not only the filming side but here at the studio the work on the farms i mean all the help i mean nobody deserves it right you know more yeah. than he does so very thrilled that um that that we could wrap our tag around another deer there on on the property of course the old lease it's coming in clutch for us so yeah yeah that's funny how it's kind of <laughs> i mean marthasville is crazy good but like you go back to the old standard yeah took us uh, three hunts to kill three four hunts to kill two so bucks maybe there's something to vomiting in your food plots he didn't vomit in the food plot it was afterwards when we got okay. back down to the truck he saved it yeah I can't throw up here. <laughs> wow. So you guys are both tagged up. Both big nice. boys. <laughs> Two biggins. We cheated. Nice we used job. guns. <laughs> MB. Oh, just be nice. People, so just be nice. I, we were talking about before the podcast, like, why does anybody care? I don't know why they care so much. Yeah. Uh, we put the work in. We put the effort in. We've. I mean, we're going to start hunting again with bows. <laughs> I, I, I really do think it's because you didn't do it the way that they prefer. I see. I didn't do it the way I prefer. I'd love to kill every deer with a uh, bow. It's mm-hmm. just not, I mean, and not to mention, I mean, we have two tags in Missouri. You could kill both of them with a bow, yes, I guess. But why not use both weapons <laughs> if yeah. you could? And if I wouldn't it's... have killed during the firearm season, guarantee I would have been hunting with a muzzleloader uh-huh. in the late season. Yep, trying to knock him down. Because <laughs> now we're talking about, we neither one have tags for late season. We, we're going to have to figure out how to get it done with a bow in late season, yeah. and it becomes a lot more difficult. So, well, I, I've I've got the the mission crossbow, and I keep forgetting I have it, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, should I maybe use it? And I, you know, not opposed, man. Yeah, it's 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 fair game, and it's just like my own personal preference. Yeah. I'm not gonna be crappy to someone for killing a deer with a crossbow if they choose to do that. I There's just don't get why people care. A lot of room. For, uh, apparently, people have big hearts, and they have a lot of room to care. That's, <laughs> that's a good way let's to put, put a positive it. spin on it yeah. big hearts yeah so we've got a question of the day this uh tim this week that's that's a ryan kirby style drawing there drawing i have <laughs> i have myocarditis carditis ah. tim's twitching eye you know i haven't noticed it twitching this podcast yeah but i got a, I, a little bit i brought a present for you really mm-hmm conjunctivitis 
Hey, a, wow. A, a pirate eye patch. Check it out. Put it on. <laughs> Should I put it on the twitching eye yeah. or the untwitching eye? No, no, eye? the twitching That's the point. <laughs> now like, we're talking. Anytime it your really, eye starts twitching, we're gonna we're gonna leave this problem, pirate eye patch here. The only problem with it is that it hurts a lot. <laughs> That's not my problem. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, sounds like your problem. Hey everybody, I have no depth <laughs> perception now. Check it out. It's a whole new world. Hold it, hold it. Let's take a picture. Yeah, do it quick because it really does not feel good. Oh, quit your belly aching. See, Tim cries. I'm smiling. Nah, got it. <laughs> well, that's great. Yep. So we're going to leave it is here. Is that like a, <clears throat> is that a real pirate eye patch? Yeah, I, I uh, stole it off of uh, One Eye Willie. Goonies reference, everybody. He's not being dirty. It's Goonies. <laughs> This isn't Bill Clinton area when I will. This is, <laughs> yeah, it's a totally different. This is Goonie era. Goonies. What a great movie. The best. Yes. Truffle shuffle. <sighs> uh, Nathan did not send in an audio clip, but he. Nathan, um, try to be better next time. Sent this over via the Rack Pack on Facebook. All right. So the question of the day is probably brought to you by Cold Steel Professional Blades for Real Hunters. And because Scott and I are killers, we got to use our Cold Steel knives finally. He's got them bloody, huh? That's right. Yes. Boom. <laughs> Roosted is roasted. And bloody. All right. So Nathan says, so I live in Illinois and I'm hunting in Missouri this weekend for rifle season. I have a three hour drive. I get about two and a half hours into my drive and realize I just forgot my scent crusher bag with all my camo in it. Yep. Turn around, go back home, get my bag, then go back on my journey. Get back on my journey. My three hour trip turned into almost a half, a half day of driving. Brutal. Have you ever done something this dumb like I just did? Tim, take it away. Okay. <laughs> I you know, it it's a it's a great it's a great question. And uh and I thought it would be like some of the guys in the rack pack were chiming in with stuff that they had forgotten. Oh, really? Like, there's so much stuff to forget. There's so many things. Scott just did this last week, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. The day him and Alan were going hunting, he forgot all of his camo gear. Oh, that's right. Yeah, at home. So he had a he got here to the studio, did a little work, had to drive all the way home, get his stuff, go to the farm. So it happens to the best of us. There was one day, I think it was last season, where I would like I thought my timing is perfect. I got tons of time to get, you know, making good time, getting home, and gonna get to the stand, and it's gonna be great. Well. I get home, get my stuff, and I get halfway to my my hunting location, and I realized my harness, my safety harness, is still at the house. There's no way I'm gonna hunt without that. Ditto. So I turned around. So what what turned into like, oh, this is gonna be perfect. Slide in at the right time. Ended up being like 45 minutes past that, and I'm hustling. I hate rushing. I don't like doing it because that's when you really make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, but that's probably been. I'm always afraid I'm gonna like. But back before I started shooting that the the permanent quiver, I was always afraid I was gonna leave the quiver in the case yeah. and get to the sand and be like, oh, I got no arrows or something like that. But probably forgetting my harness is the worst thing. I've done I, I can't recall like a specific time but i i mean i've there's been plenty of times where i forgot this one thing or that one thing i've never forgot mm -hmm. my camo or my weapon or something major like that but i i know that there's been times where i've there's been something I accessories forgot. yeah snacks yeah <laughs> how'd you survive believe me if you'd see me in the stand like 
we well, I had just eaten one of those first farm uh, breakfast sausage protein uh, yeah. sticks right before all this conversation happened, and I said snacks for X. <laughs> That's the Lindsay <laughs> yes. Way kind of uh, hashtag, hashtag that uh-huh. they use all the time, and I, I pers- am a big believer of it, and I do it every it's hunt. A tradition. Just because I'm a piggy, <laughs> I gotta have something. And honestly, like this season, I have, and this is no lie either. I have eaten more of those protein sticks and more of their first farm bars, one bars, yeah, than I care to mention. I mean, like two they're, or three a day every time we hunt. Yeah, so it's hard to not put on extra weight during deer season. I mean, I, yeah, I. It's not that hard until about Halloween on mm-hmm. and that's when like the candy and you you know then you're sitting more all day sits and like that's when you can definitely fall off the wagon well, when thanksgiving hits and, yeah there's the, certainly all the like the holidays around it don't don't yeah. help and i know like i sat out uh last saturday from 6 a.m to noon and it was like the, the start was 25 degrees in a yeah. tree stand and it was windy and I just I feel like I burn more calories sitting there trying to stay warm. Well, you are. I I, I mean, this is true. I'm pretty sure that you are burning more calories trying to keep yourself, your body trying to keep yourself warm, right? It's true, but not to the extent that people like. It's not that many more calories. It doesn't. That's <laughs> that's what happened to Aaron Bennett then, because <laughs> he always would come back in and eat a pile of spaghetti and be like, "Man, I burned all those carbs in the stand." Yeah, because your body, like your metabolism, slows down, so you're not burning as much extra fuel as you think you are to stay warm i see and uh but but when i come home i usually overcompensate and i have been like putting soup in my trigger action mug here that's what she said that's true the overcompensating part <laughs> yeah no i do it all the time it's a story i invented overcompensating but i've been putting soup right in here you. and i'll drink the broth you know through the little lid and then once that's all gone it's just chunks of chicken and rice and Yummy. stuff and then i open up the lid and I've never Let done that. I just use it for, you know, water. But, what, what it was intended for? Like fluids? <laughs> well, no. I mean, they make those other Stanleys, though, too, that have like... The, the big... Yeah, yeah man, dad uses that one where you actually can put food in there and it's got a freaking bowl and like a spork. <laughs> I'm trying jamming some lasagna down inside. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Manicotti. <laughs> <laughs> right. It'd be better for Manicotti, I think. <laughs> where you're just like, mm, Manicotti. They're going to have to put like a, a sticker on it that says, please only use for intended purposes. <laughs> Don't misuse this product. Italians quit using this for <laughs> pasta. <laughs> Loaded up with shrimp. <laughs> uh, that's never going away. <laughs> My water tastes like shrimp. Ugh, scramps. My water tastes like shrimp. <laughs> I bent my Wookiee. What? <laughs> All right. The wildlife word. It's brought to you by the Stanley Sportsman oh. series of insulated mugs. I didn't even know that. <laughs> the perfect gift for the outdoorsman in your life. Hey, Christmas is coming up, man. This is like a stocking stuffer. Heck yes. And they have them at Bass Pro and Cabela's. Like... Well, Scott sent me a picture the other day. He was over there, and they had a huge display. With what was all- he doing at Bass Pro? <laughs> Probably doing something to help me. Mm. <laughs> I mean, my He's got Matt's shopping list. He's going to town. He's got Matt's credit card. Scott's the big boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, okay, so we're going to get a little uh, a little chemical here. Scott! I should have used that way more in this podcast. Yeah. We can go back and post. Okay. Volatile organic compounds what? comprise this commonly referred to aspect of hunting. So it's kind of a strangely strangely worded uh, uh, question. I'll say it again. Volatile organic compounds Sounds comprise, sexual. it is, this commonly referred to aspect of hunting. 
Is it A, blood trails turning from red to brown? B, the regurgitated material a whitetail rechews? C, scent? Or D, old yellowed squirrel teeth? I'm going with D. I'd like to make a necklace out of that. <laughs> uh, I'm going with A. Blood trails turning from red to brown. That's more of an oxidation deal. It's volatile organic compounds are actually what's compri- what comprises scent. This podcast is BS. We should quit. You tricked me, Tim. You dirty dog. I haven't gotten one of these wrong in a while. Well, it's usually about you time. throw in enough like really bad choices, so it makes it more obvious. I. We in the future, people. I would like more of those <laughs> like, <laughs> multiple choice. Did you ever complain to your teachers in school? That <laughs> test was a little too hard. Like I would have had to study for that. <laughs> and who wants to do that? <laughs> Who's yeah. got time to study? Yeah, I mean, you got stuff to do. Uh. You think about scent and like what scent actually is. And it's like when compounds gasify, like they turn into a gaseous state and their particles are like the molecules of whatever it is are on the wind. And I did a little, I was doing a little research and, um, and you mentioned, is this sexual? It kind of is for deer because... <laughs> I knew that. During, during the rut, uh, there are different volatile organic compounds in doe urine that gasify, turn into scent. They're on the, they're on the air, and that's what bucks use to locate them. Well, that's a different... That's a different body function, but that is gasification. You say gasify. Yep, 100%. <laughs> and, and, and someone broke down the number of volatile organic compounds that that are gasifying off of a human from like their skin, their mouth, like every place that that scent can come from. And it's in the thousands. Yeah. That's, that was the big thing. Like in the two thousands when scent control companies, like it was, you know, it was Scentblocker and Scentlock were kind of head to head and they were the major two players in, in this world of, of apparel. And they were all using that carbon technology. That was a big thing is, is how much you shed, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and when you think about a whitetail who's like whole head is pretty much designed to pick up odors and scents, you're like, oh boy. I mean, we're giving off thousands of calling cards like, hey, here I am. And, and you're and, just shedding your and, way into your stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gasifying your way to the, uh, <laughs> to your hunting grounds. But that's kind of like the science behind the activated charcoal is like it absorbs, it grabs onto those gasified molecules and cuts your scent profile. I need more charcoal. Yeah. Let <laughs> me tell you. A bag of Kingsford. <laughs> So those are volatile organic compounds. There you go, man. Wildlife word. Hey, the more you know. We need that sound effect. NBC's going to nail us for that. We need that. The rainbow. (laughs) There you go. We just, you just keep doing it. Anytime I say. It's pretty much the same thing. Sound bite. (laughs) The more you do, 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 do. There you go. With an eye patch. (laughs) Even better. (laughs) All right. So episode number 238, that's coming next week. Yeah, and I'm going to try like heck to get a guest <laughs> for well, this podcast. I mean, do we need a guest? If you're we gonna, kill something, no. That and you will officially be a big boy next Oh, week. that's right. Well, what day is the 30th? Is it our podcast day? That's too far out in advance. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Who knows what days dates fall on? It's unknowable information. Who has a calendar on their phone? Who knows? Not us. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, congratulations to you. Congratulations to Scott. 
And uh, here's hoping we keep on killing for the rest hey, of the season. Here. Here's to us. Let's grind Boom. it out and finish big. Heck yes. Be big boys. Let's all be big boys. <laughs> all right. Until next time. See ya. Peace out. Temperatures are going to be dropping. Perfect conditions for the skinny. Yeah, got to focus on those afternoon hunts. Northwest Tree Stand, 5 p.m. It's the easiest decision you'll make this season. Get ahead of your game with DeerCast. Huh, so there you go, Tim. You think Cameron would mind if I just kept that eye patch? For no. In fact, Lola found it. Um, hold on. We are, we were yesterday getting ready to go to school and Lola found it in like her cup holder or whatever mm -hmm. and, and her car seat. And uh, she's like, Cam, I found your eye patch. And I was like, give it to Daddy me. That. Daddy needs that. It's for work. <laughs> I know. That's what I said. I said, I'm taking that out of you. Do you care? He's like, no. I'm like, it's never coming back. Why would a grown man need an eye patch? But why not? <laughs>